0: the ninjas here he's part of part of our staff while we're here you had a question for him that you asked me to ask but i want you to ask it oh uh, i just wanted to hear any like uh good stories about dave niehaus Mm. you know if you have any like stories you could bring up yeah share with the crowd well first of all he was he was as good as it gets and um was very gracious to me and you know he suffered just as much as the fans did no. you know it was we could tell it, it was apparent I, I was talking to this st- saying this to somebody the other day about rick riz is put perennially upbeat optimistic yep the sun will come up tomorrow if not like in, in an hour and so <laughs> and you know so rick is so you know very very optimistic and dave would let it kind of he, you know, he he kind of wears emotions on his sleeve during a game. It's like, you know, if somebody made a mistake or gave up a, you know, bases loaded walk or failed to get a bunt down, you know, you could hear it in his voice. He wasn't sugarcoating it, and um, but he was he was so good at making a game that was a blowout loss <laughs> sound like it was the most important game in the world, just the way he would talk about maybe the fact that they'd gone to the. You know, World War Two museum, or some some something oh, that yeah. was in the city they were visiting, or even just down in Arizona during spring training about something they did during the day. He was just so good at weaving stories and making them, you know, part of the game, even though they weren't part of the game. It was more of a way to just keep the listener interested, and I, I think there's an art to that that, you know, a lot of the guys today don't have um, that that certain. Uh, flair for that. The and storytelling is now. It's a lot of a lot of numbers, a lot yeah. of analytics. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, some of the stories I probably wouldn't be able to tell uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and get away with it. But uh, he he definitely was colorful. He was definitely um, uh, you know just a great family guy. His wife Marilyn and their kids and. Um, Marilyn and I are Facebook friends, so she'll always make a comment on like my grandkids or something like that. But um, when he <clears throat> when he passed, it would hit me really, really hard. Yeah. And I Kevin Kremen, know. who's the longtime producer and engineer for the broadcasts, you know, he was with Dave through the whole the whole shooting match, and um, it was tough for guys like Dave, like Kevin, who you know, they were like partners, business partners for seven months out of the year. Yeah. So um, that became like their second family for all those guys. And so, and Dave was, you know, so well respected in the business by other um, broadcasters and other teams. So you could tell that he had, even though he was working in a smaller market, that he was definitely big league all the way. By the way, you could see him treated. I, I think it was 2002 through 2006, I was at Como Radio, and we had the broadcast rights for those four four or six years. And so I had to go down to spring training and cover the team during spring training, which was great. But I'd get to sit in the booth with him because I wasn't doing the public address announcing there. So I'd get to sit in the booth with him during the game, and then once the starting pitcher got uh, taken out, I'd go to the clubhouse and get some audio with them. Um, But, uh, you know, it would be guys coming in and that were not even on the roster and numerically, and it's like guys coming in to pitch and they're like, oh, they got you know, 72, now John Jones coming in. And he te- turned the mic off and he goes, who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, what the fans are did, doing at home. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't, you know, he's like... Definitely had some Harry Doyle from uh, yeah, Major League for sure. in, in him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he is a great... I am I miss him every every year and, and he does that... Uh, welcome back baseball poem that he reads at the beginning of every year. And I tear up every year at that. that is, yeah. I, I know I was going to ask you about that. I know um, at the beginning of the year, also the Mariners do a great job, have a young child come out from make a wish and run the bases. That must be one of the more heart wrenching things yeah. that you have to talk about, but it's so special and so cool. What yeah, it is do. It is really cool. And the first year they did it. Um, I didn't know that we we're going to continue to do it every year. I thought it was maybe just part of the opening of that of that particular season since it was the first season and i'm so glad they've kept it in and it's it's uh you know been really cool uh when when we had you know jay and and dan and junior and those guys would you know come out of the dugout to wait for the kid coming home and yeah i mean that just super emotional super uh you know just a a great feeling and Again, you know, you're right. The Mariners do a great job of producing these games and putting the, the pre-game stuff together and the in-game stuff together. They've won awards that they give out. There's an award they give out, kind of like a you know a Grammy or an Emmy, and they do it and for for game presentation and sports franchises. And the Mariners uh, perpetually win those awards. Major League Baseball presents Big League Tips. Here's how to figure an earned run average. First of all, take the total number of earned runs that you've allowed, say twenty. You divide that by the number of innings that you've pitched, let's say 80. Now, that'll give you a figure, 80 into 20, of 0. .250. Now, you take 0. .250, multiply that by 9 to give you a number of runs per 9 inning. This would be 2.25. An ERA of that, you'd be pitching awfully well. Baseball fever. Catch it. Major League Baseball. Two two quick stories. I, uh, I don't know if your homework revealed this, but I actually called. I actually did play-by-play for two games. Back oh, I did not get that. Back, I can't. It was in the kingdom, and um, they, Randy Adamack, who just retired as their longtime uh, vice president of marketing uh, and communications, asked me one time, Would you want to fill in? Dave's taking the day off, and would you want to do the game? And I, I did it with uh, Ken Levine. Oh yeah, Ken Levine, Hermann. and uh, and I said, yeah, that'd be great. But then I was like, oh my god, what have I done? i was so nervous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, not only am I doing a major league baseball game, but I'm doing it with in place of Dave Niehaus for the day. And it turned out we were playing Cleveland, and Charlie Nagy of the of the uh, Indians had a no hitter going through like five innings. And uh, Kremen, Kevin Kremen, goes, "That was his Dave." He said, "If he goes one more inning." He's coming in from his barbecue to come in and call the end of the game because he doesn't want to miss calling a no hitter. I said, "He's that's fine." So he ended up giving up the no hitter and then uh, filled it another time and worked with Dave. And so that was just amazing, you know, to hear him say, "Now, for the third inning, you're Tom Muttler. I'm going. Yeah, it was just uh, just a humbling experience and very, very, very—I mean, very memorable for me. I mean, I finally got around to listening to the air checks of that. last summer, because I, uh, I had told somebody about it. And they go, no, you didn't. I said, yeah, I did. I, I'll find the tape. I'll prove it to you. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, so I don't think I did bad, but, you know, um, it, was, uh, it was really fun, and um, the other quick Dave story I was going to mention was that uh, when I was with Como and we had the broadcast rights, we were... Uh, depending on who was doing the post-game show, it was either me or Tom Glasgow at the time, who does a lot of the stuff for Root Sports now. But they would kick it back to us in the studio for a sports update from other sports at the end of the eighth inning, I think it was. And so, um, the, uh, Kevin Kremen would hand a card, you know, he'd hand a card for any little, any little reads that Dave was doing, or Rick, or anybody, a card that would say, you know, it was like a, a plug for whatever one of the sponsors was. But this particular card he would hand to Dave, and it would say, and now let's go back to our flagship station, KOMO, for an update with Tom Hutler." So that's the only reason we can think that this happened. But when it did happen, um, he came back from the break, and I can't remember the Angels pitcher. Scott Shields, Steve Shields, Scott Shields, Scott Shields, Scott Shields. he goes, oh, nah, all right, we're back. It's now Scott Shields is here to face Tom Utler, And I, <laughs> and he goes, boy, he, he'd like to face Tom Utler. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought, what the heck? So I, Kremen said, the only thing I can think of is that he just had seen your name on that card. And it was just in his mind when he went back to call the game. But I thought I've had that on tape somewhere. And now it, it, we had a big crash of our system that had all of our audio in it. So it's no more. It is no more unless, you know, Kevin knew what particular game it was, which wouldn't surprise me. But uh, that was, yeah, Tom Butler got the bat in the big leagues. Dave Niehaus said it. There it was. That is great.